What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little bastard, it's business. Dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, an extension of the YouTube channel Dead Meat. I'm James. I'm Chelsea, and we're engaged, and we like to get scared together. <laughs> this week, I floated the idea for this a couple weeks ago on the podcast, and everyone said, yes, do it. <laughs> I'm talking about covering too many cooks, which if you have not seen, stop this right now and go to Adult Swim's YouTube and find too many cooks and watch it. It's 11 minutes. I promise you don't want to know anything about it before you watch it because I didn't and it totally... I'd be shocked if people didn't know about it still. I, you know but what? there's probably it, someone it, out that's there. That's the thing though is it was how many years ago now? 2014, seven, going it's on wild. seven, right? Uh, yeah. Eight for when you filmed it. Sp- yeah, our, our guest yeah. today. Hello, it's our guest. Yeah, we have a guest <laughs> to talk to. Many cooks with us. Uh, we have uh, Katie Atkins here with us. Hey, hi. <laughs> and you may know Katie if you've seen too many cooks. She is our kind of our, our horror movie. I was gonna say Final Girl, but no, you get axed in the closet <laughs> about halfway through. Uh, which honestly, if I'm in a horror movie and I survive, I'm kind of disappointed. I was so upset that I survived. Uh, We were just talking about Crypt before we started recording. I was in a short film of theirs and I survived. I'm like the only (laughs) motherfucker in that series to survive. And I'm so sad. I mean, I did get blood dumped on me, but... But yeah. yes, Katie is is here to talk about the Too Many Cooks experience with us and also just <laughs> horror stuff in general. She's also a big horror fan. Uh, so how are you, Katie? I'm great. Super excited to be here with you guys. Oh, and wow, realizing how long ago we filmed that makes me feel so old because I was in college when we filmed Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, that's that's what I'm saying is like it might just have been long enough ago that like maybe some people who are a little bit younger didn't that's get the true, chance maybe. to because we watched it the night it came out. I remember that experience. Oh, yeah, it was. I think it was the night that Adult Swim put it on their channel because I, I just reread the uh, oral history of Too Many Cooks, which you're in. They interviewed you for it, um, <laughs> which I, I've read it so many times because I'm I'm truly obsessed with too many cooks and everything about it. I think it's the weirdest, coolest thing. (laughs) Um, And like, yeah, I think, I think what it was is they, they, so it premiered at like 4 a.m. on Adult Swim and they already had this block of shows out where they, I think it's the block is just infomercials. It's called infomercials. So mm-hmm. when you're looking on the TV guide channel, it just says infomercials. That's right. Yeah. But they have this. There block. used to be a thing called TV guides. TV guide. <laughs> Do they even still have that channel? The like scrolling know. blue, like list of shows. Yeah. You I know think they have to. They kind of, yeah. yeah, right. My my friend, this is gonna make me sound very like I live in a city and privileged, but <laughs> <laughs> my friend's family is from Missouri, and they're like small town mm-hmm. areas, and so she discovered um, that cable is still very similar to how we remembered because her grandparents still have it. So I think they do actually still have yeah. that channel. <laughs> I think as long as boomers are around, I was just talking about this with a friend, a similar <laughs> phenomenon of like, there will always, until until all of the boomers are, are gone, there will always be that like blocks of TV on all of the major networks where there's scripted dramas that you're like, who watches these? And it's it's bo- like older boomers who are like retired and they want it. They tune in for their shows that are on after like Wheel of Fortune. I feel like the TV Guide channel is the same thing. But yeah, so if this thing aired at like 4 a.m. and they said for the creator cast for Kelly said for like a week, it just no one, you know, it kind of came and went. Um, just kind of typical Adult Swim programming. They air all kinds of weird shit in the middle of the night. But then someone uploaded it to YouTube and it just went crazy viral and they said they gave it a few days that they didn't accidentally kill the momentum and then they uploaded it to the Adult Swim Hmm. channel so I think we might have caught it like 
When, yeah, when someone first uploaded it. Which and that original upload was the one with you as the thumbnail, right? And that's yes. when you discovered uh-huh, that it yeah. had finally aired because you had filmed it like a year prior, right? Yeah, and back people were still using Facebook, and I received five hundred requests in one day. Wow, um, <laughs> like friend requests of people yes. like, oh, I know Katie. <laughs> I made my cover photo like Patrick from SpongeBob with all the people in his rock. It's like, who are you people? <laughs> <laughs> that must have been so wild because I in that in that essay it says that you got a call from like your agent or manager and they were like hey do you want to do this I don't know and even doing it you kind of just had no idea what it was even no they didn't even really tell us when I was on set I kind of I think it was one of the producers I was talking to and I was like so what exactly is this because the whole crew didn't know they were just shooting whatever Casper <laughs> they were told just doing yeah, yeah they were just shooting whatever was on you know the script for the day and everything and um i knew my part obviously was like they casted my part as the this is the girl who you would see survive at the end of a horror movie but she doesn't survive <laughs> right no, no one survives but um <laughs> So I was a little confused because as I was sitting, just chilling, like in the, I guess, green room, you could call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a big, wide open space where just everybody was. I would see like robots coming in and out, <laughs> lizard guy. There was this, a police officer. Like there's a bunch of different outfits I saw. I saw them holding, um, one of the prop guys was holding Smarf. And like bloodying him up, but I had never seen it. And I kind of was taking, at the time, I was there all day, all day for filming. Um, And so I was just like watching them with all these props. And I was like, what is that? And I took a picture and they got really upset with me. And I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. I just like didn't know what this thing was. And they're like, you can't put that anywhere. And I was like, I won't. Oh, man. (laughs) Smarf's very shy. Yeah, Smarf. Yeah, Smarf's a diva. (laughs) He throws like phones at his assistants and stuff. Oh, yeah. No, he's got, he had an addiction problem that he luckily (laughs) recovered from later. Like the height of too many cooks just really messed with his ego. And he partied a little too much during that time. And we were all, the whole cast, we were all worried about him. (laughs) (laughs) What's crazy to me is like in movies, whenever a character's, I'm I'm thinking of the end of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, right? Where he goes to the Warner Brothers studio and it's so not like what a studio is where when he goes there, there's like cowboys walking around and like Vegas showgirl and like that's just so not but it's kind of sounds like that's what the sound of too many goats was where it's like actually kind of what we think uh, a studio is where it's just very it's all these wacky characters walking around from like every genre imaginable. I've been in, um, I would say, a decent amount of projects, but this is probably, I think, one of two projects I've worked on that was actually on a soundstage. Okay. Um, okay. Everything else I've ever done was always on location. So for me, this was the first time ever shooting on a soundstage. And I and it, it did feel like that. I was like, oh my gosh, like everywhere you turn was like a different set for something, which obviously played into the video Mm -hmm. it was very much on purpose that it was a sound stage but actually just walking through it was trippy what sound stage was it oh gosh because it's in atlanta right it's in atlanta that's where i always forget that yeah Yeah, it's not like a hollywood like like sound stages in atlanta is like here's this warehouse we bought yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's not fancy yeah that's how for a few years in michigan we had a film boom and that's kind of how it felt then too is like oh man all of a sudden it's like yeah it's like a boom town like all of a sudden it just everything it's all the stuff that pops up and it's just kind of last second like you know it's not LA where we have hundred plus years of filmmaking history yeah mm-hmm. I would say I do know the soundstage we were on was used for other shows mm-hmm. so um there were other like stages and sets that weren't being used that were from oh gosh I wish I remember popular shows at the time that I can't remember were they all adult swim shows or like other shows as well no there were other networks which was interesting however when I worked on your pretty face is going to hell Mm -hmm. that was an adult state adult swim soundstage it was all of their and that's also also Casper Casper Kelly yeah and uh, (laughs) it's a William uh, Tokarski Right? Lynn oh, Tukarski is also in it. In yeah, cooks, it was a yeah. little mini reunion for us with that. 
So that came after uh, Too Many that, Cooks? That came after. Okay. And I pretty much, I feel like I was mostly cast in that because they were like, we, we know you. We'll just, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how, how it works. Yeah, you can have this. Well, this is a small part. We just needed someone around your age. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great, though. I, it was I, fun. Adam Sandler feeds many families that way. That's true. <laughs> yes. As someone who has watched it countless times, have you watched it a lot or not really since you were in it? I have. And you especially have? because my friends will never let me forget it. <laughs> never. As, I have as friends. They shouldn't. I have friends where uh, the Too Many Cooks uh, song is their ringtone when <laughs> yes. I call them. Oh my God. That's so good. Um, and especially that year after it came out was just everywhere I went. My friends were like, do you know my friend Katie? She was in Too Many Cooks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Do you want to, you haven't seen it. Do you want to watch it now? Like, I know we're at your party, but let's just put it on the TV. And yeah, like- <laughs> this, this 11 minute video, let me stop everything and play it for I, you. Yeah, we've both seen it so many times. Yeah. Like, and when we, when, uh, I forget how we found each other on Twitter. I think maybe someone tagged you when I said I wanted yes. to cover this. And then it was like, oh, and you had listened to our podcast before, which was like, oh, oh cool. So, cool. so oh. I messaged you. And then I messaged after we kind of confirmed like, okay, we'll have you on the show. I then messaged, we have a big group chat with like all of our friends from college and stuff. And I was like, guys, you're never going to believe this. <laughs> It was so exciting. Yeah. One thing I really love that's really fun about having been somebody in Too Many Cooks is that like, it's like being a pseudo celebrity. Like I'm not famous, but people are like, you're in this video. I know though. And oh my God. And I think that's really fun. Yeah. So I, when I first watched this, it was like 2.30 in the morning. I'm watching it by myself and it starts off and it's like, okay, I get it. I get the joke, right? Like it's a sitcom, okay, where it's a really long intro. There's eight minutes of this left. What the fuck else is going to happen? And then we get into the stuff where the villain who doesn't have a name shows up. His like, like lower, lower third, third is just like <laughs> static. Yeah. I think that's when you called me down to yes, watch it with I, you. Because I was not sober <laughs> and I'm watching it and I got to the part where I think it's the slow zoom on him at the table and there's like body parts everywhere and that's when I hit stop and just went James I you need to come here and then I started it over so we both watched it and oh man do you do you have any favorite parts of it oh my gosh okay well um I love coat yes yeah. I love coat so much coat, coat is a personal favorite also Lars von Trier being <laughs> a pie yep. is a pretty solid in my opinion um there's a lot of local Atlanta actors in that video that I knew but oh, we cool. all didn't know that we were in the That's same video so, yeah, until right? after it came out and we were like oh you were in that like a main one being uh, Mark Farley who shows up a couple times he's one of the office yeah okay guys oh, and, and that is he with the married couple and they do the the like couple swap kind is it that guy yeah oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, okay gosh I know there's others and my mind is now all of a sudden blinking I remember a bajillion people messaging me asking if I knew Will Dove he was the guy with the binoculars yeah, the yeah. I don't know him but apparently we have a lot of mutual friends. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's pr- uh, cropped up somewhere else when Will we were Dove. like. He just, he looks like someone, like he looks like a kind of, if you took all of my friends who are either stand-up comedians or do improv and put them in like a blender and did like an algorithm where it just spit out a person that was a blend of all of them, it would be him. Yeah. So I feel like I know him, but I don't. This is what the man in your improv class looks like. Yeah. Maybe he teaches the beginner's class. Like, yeah. So, yeah. I and just, did, is he the one who does the spin uh, into the superhero? Yeah. Yes. And then Which he is possibly head. my favorite part after yeah. like the, the overlong bit with the woman forever. doing it. And then he does it and just immediately gets his head cut off. I think my favorite is the edit that apparently was an accident where it's just oh, that bird. falcon over yeah. and over again. That kills me every single time. I don't know why it's so funny, but I think the fact that I in that oral history, I think that's where they said that it was just an, an editing mistake and they just thought it was so funny that it repeated five times they left it. It was only supposed to go once. <laughs> it's just, it's so good. But it's it's I, there's something about it that like, even if you took out the the slasher character which 
I mean, is the backbone of the whole thing. I think they even said in that essay that like he's kind of what ties it all together. And I was even surprised that that was on like the casting call for you for the part that they mentioned that there was a what like a an evil guy who was disrupting things or something. So pretty much the audition is kind of what gave away like just my part because yeah. I mean the audition was really simple. It was just like freeze and then manage to look panicked while freezing. It's creepy. Oh wait, I, I actually wanted to ask like was that all just you or did they have some computer uh, enhancement? Okay, that's what I thought because like this. you're so still it's, except it's for your eyes. It's a nightmare effect. I yeah, think it's, it's so, so scary. Creepy. But yeah. I also am pretty good at being still. I have played a dead body before. Oh, oh my. Oh yeah, I've been in four things I guess you could categorize as like horror, um, which I just think is fun. Uh, two of which, two of which I died in. One I was just attacked in, and then one I was like the sister of someone who died. Mm. Um, but this particular, the first project I did where I was a dead body, it was like I was like in high school. It was for PBS and. Uh, <laughs> Believe it or not, it's a PBS, uh, like, it's a docu-series, but they had, like, reenactment people. Yeah. Um, And I was, first of all, like, 17, playing, like, 12. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, I was, like, all dolled up to look like a girl from, like, 1912, and she gets murdered behind a factory. And then they had me play my own dead body, which I did not anticipate so this oh. being my first ever like acting job I had gotten, I didn't breathe when they were filming. I was like, I'm going to be a dead body. Yeah. And <laughs> to the point to where like at one point they stopped and came up to me and were like, are you okay? Wow. <laughs> like, so is that not. You're so still. Is that not <laughs> typical then if you're playing a dead, like, you know, or I don't know, like, or what's the, what's the trick to, cause sometimes people are not good at it and you can tell they're just laying there. Mm -hmm. But yeah. like, yeah. Do, what's your, do you have Sounds any like tips and tricks for problem. being a dead body? <laughs> My tips and tricks for being a dead body <laughs> is, um, so one main thing is your eyelids fluttering. Um, if you put pressure on your eyeballs, like if you put pressure them forward, they'll keep your eyelids still. You have to keep that up the whole time, but it'll help keep your eyelids from like doing this and fluttering with your eyes. Wait, what do you mean behind them? Pressure with your I, eyes? I don't. Okay, okay. How so do you I, is it kind of like just activating your eye muscles what? to like? I guess like I don't know. I can do this thing where I like can kind of <laughs> press my my eyes are up like this, and it's like putting pressure. It feels like I'm pushing my eyes forward. I, like I see what you mean. It's kind of like when you, because when you sleep, your eyes kind of roll back. Yeah. And like, I could, to yeah, I could feel like the muscles if you kind of like, if you're aware of them. Is this something that not everyone can do and I just didn't realize? <laughs> yeah, no, I think this is Oh, you can take your eye out of your skull? No, not everyone can do that. <laughs> and, but yeah, that's like, because yeah, if, if you have your eyes closed, you don't realize how much your eyes just like roll around and you know. Yeah, that's weird. In your head. Yeah. You can see um, it. And then also really shallow breathing or um, so pretty much um, if you breathe... Okay, gosh. So what I would do is if it was like a really long take and I just couldn't hold my breath the whole time, I would take in like a deep breath and then have like the most shallow breathing possible through my nose. Yeah. Where it's like you can't really like it's just your chest and not your diaphragm. Like your diaphragm is full of air mm. already. So yeah. you only have a little bit of room left to breathe with like your upper chest, but not enough for it to be like a <gasps> like not enough for it to move. There is was the, the, was the other thing I did. This is so and I, I know that you'll because you, you, you host a podcast that's about just generally like horror adjacent spooky stuff. Yes. Uh, there, with a great name. <laughs> yes, well, it's a uh, corn on the macabre, which yes. oh my god, amazing! <laughs> corn on the macabre, yes. Amazing. The only problem is trusting that people know how to spell macabre. Yeah, mm. macabre. Macabre. Like, macabre. Yeah, macabre. Like French person. I'm from Atlanta, so I feel like I'm always saying it like macabre, like, macabre. or like or like macabre. <laughs> like it goes between the two, where it's just like a weird American, like not neutral but not fully southern accent yeah. atlanta is a weird place when it we're, comes to our accents <laughs> yeah i mean we're originally from michigan so everyone you know people notice our vowel sounds all the time and then somehow i have just my own accent you have a, your own weird people accent, think i'm yeah. southern sometimes but like i don't know uh, but I'm, yeah I'm that weird. type of breathing there was a, a podcast i was listening to where 
I forget if it was a cult or what, where if you breathe like the way you described, where it's very shallow um, and your your breathing cycle's really short, if you do that long enough, you trip balls. Don't <laughs> do it. If you're listening to this, please don't do it. Please, I don't want to get sued. Uh, but it has to be, it's like for a a while you sit there and breathe because you're just basically depriving yourself of oxygen oh, and you just yeah. trip Maybe like that, crazy then. yeah so don't do it yeah. but it's crazy it's like you know it's it's that's such a it's funny that that technique also works for being a dead body which <laughs> yeah kind of <laughs> yeah it's just being being able to be super still super aware of not moving because there's so many parts of your body that you move a lot that without thinking about it yeah that until you're thinking about it you're like oh my god I can't move my finger or yeah. toe or something and then it's just it's one of those things where like a hallmark of a, of a bad movie is like oh you, you could tell that person's just laying there breathing yeah, yeah. like underappreciated work I think dead body <laughs> actors, it's difficult to be a dead body yeah. and until and until I was one I used to think they used like fake body doubles mm-hmm. for dead bodies yeah. I think for sometimes they do for this particular project though I, I think people overestimate the amount of times that they just conjure up a fake dead body yeah. because like that's expensive to get expensive. one that looks good and yeah, yeah you know what it, it, uh, props to the autopsy of Jane Doe's actor yes. who has to lay there. Have you seen that movie where she's laying there a, a naked corpse the entire movie, but like she's acting. Yeah, doing it's it. actually her and yeah. it's her. Yeah, it's a very creepy movie. Yeah, I, it's good. I like it. It's kind of like more atmospheric horror, but it's yeah, all like one night this autopsy being done on this yeah dead body and she's extremely creepy she's like she's a character but she's dead the entire day it's it's very cool yeah yeah. it's good stuff Um, it's called the autopsy of jane doe Mm -hmm. i've heard of it i just hadn't seen it yeah Yeah, it was one of those the blank of blank movies that came out in the 2010s and like 2000s it's like the exorcism of emily rose the autopsy of jane doe and then like a thousand others is it also blue tinted like all of the movies from Mm -hmm. like the 2000s (laughs) that one might not be that one's like really good but i know the blue tint you're talking about it was in everything i just remember uh (laughs) Like, I had to have been 2005, 2006, where it was just every single horror movie oh, yeah. or a psychological thriller, because yeah. M. Night Shyamalan was doing stuff. Um, <laughs> it was yeah. all blue. I think the everything thing that killed it was Twilight. I think, because everything, because like that decade was like everything is either blue or like the other, the flip side, yellow. Like, we're doing the Steven Soderbergh like traffic, oh, like yeah. everything's color graded to shit. So, Twilight comes out. Which is a it's Catherine Hardwick and she's she was an indie director and so she would have like very stylized and it makes sense that she would have done like the kind of blue lighting but then I think everyone just associated it with Twilight and I think that's a big reason that that died. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was really interesting seeing that lighting being not in any sort of horror genre type movie because I feel like I always saw it with um, like spooky psychological things. Mm-hmm. So I I remember back in the day seeing Twilight and being like this looks off yeah. to me personally because I like associated the color with like dark menacing which I guess Twilight's supposed to be dark and menacing it's about vampires it's very, yeah, it's but like teens. it's a love it's like a love story so I expected it to be a little more brighter yeah yeah, yeah. a little more like I don't know yeah I, 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 I'm not the biggest Twilight fan to be honest so <laughs> I, I've seen them an embarrassing amount I of have times. seen them really? all they're once? just they're like so bad but I love them. I think they're they're perfect cheese like they're and the soundtracks are great and the soundtracks are good it's i don't know it's i will i will test that i've seen capsule. them each once back to back in a single sitting in one day that i watched with her and we were gonna make like a video about it <laughs> we couldn't and we, just, we did we could it not destroyed our will and yeah we couldn't do it was it. just it was and i I'm good. Yeah. I don't need to do that. Oh my that gosh. Um, One of my favorite moments of Twilight, because you said that you loved the like cheesiness of mm-hmm. it, um, had to have been, I think it was Breaking Dawn Part One, when they birthed the baby. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. 
I was I saw that in the theater with my friend and I involuntarily stood up from laughing so hard. I thought that that part was one of the funniest things I had ever it's seen at the time. I did not I did not read that book. I did not anticipate anything oh that was going to happen. I was like, "What is this?" Have you seen the uh cuz in the movie it's like a CGI baby, but have you seen the animatronic baby that oh, they yeah. were going to use instead? Yes. What's her name? Rigatoni or something? Yeah, like, Rigatoni. Like, oh, uh, God. Yeah. So did you know that that doll is haunted? <laughs> and is in a museum of haunted dolls and that it's constantly like they had to like put it in like a case. <laughs> Honestly, I would 100% believe it. Watch it be in the never, next Annabelle movie. They never used it for filming, though. Yeah. Like it was too creepy that it's, they had to get rid of have it. Have you seen and it? People I, swear I'm sure you've shown it to me. It's upset. Wait, are you are you serious? Like it? They? Like, oh no, I'm dead. I'm dead. Look it up. Really? Like, I, okay. Like, I thought this was like haunted. oh, it's like it, it's like it's Annabelle, but is oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna go down that rabbit <laughs> yeah. hole as soon as we hit stop on <laughs> yeah, this recording. I, I don't know if I talked about it on 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 Corn the Macabre. We had a creepy dolls episode oh, where perfect. we just talked about it. creepy dolls and stuff and so i i think i mentioned that one um i did mostly cover like the real annabelle doll yeah and then my friend kelly talked about her her top five creepy dolls yes. <laughs> that existed online and like ruined people's lives <laughs> oh god there's like a famous one that's like a stuffed it's like a little it it's not you're thinking of the boy. It's not the boy, but it's like a stuffed, really creepy looking boy that had to be in the episode. It wasn't I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I just forgot his name, but yes. it actually was a mannequin. Yes. From like nineteen ten. Yes, what was yes, yes, that yes, doll's yes. name. That's exact we Yeah, we're talking about the same thing, but that thing. We have that whole story on our episode. We have the whole story on there. I yes, just can't remember check. that I'll, doll's name. I'll link to your show in the, the description. I, I wanted to to ask, you know, because you're you're in the like this horror part of too many cooks. And like I like I was saying, if you take that out, too many cooks is still extremely unsettling. I think it's still so creepy. Even the first, you know, like the first few minutes literally is just adding more and more people to this credit sequence. And it's before it starts really truly spinning out of control. And it's still like straight up a sitcom. Like why? I don't know why it's so creepy. Like it's it's I just think even that those first few minutes are so scary and just well you hate sitcoms I, I also do <laughs> I, I don't I don't scary. think it's creepy really until I it think it's extremely like... unsettling just ever adding like... more and more and more people yeah and... so like I'm doing activity oh hey yes addressing <laughs> that, that the might camera. just be your hatred of sitcoms I think I do the... I really dislike sitcoms and I I wonder if that's why I like a, a reason I like too many cooks a lot is because I it, it like acknowledges that sitcoms are extremely scary. Yeah, and just they're not real like in any way. The the performance isn't real. It's not a a good uh portrayal of real life at all. Yeah, like are you are sitcoms. you a sitcom fan or so I did grow up watching sitcoms. I was actually just about to ask you what your least favorite sitcom was. So my least favorite sitcom, I fucking hate Full House. I think Full House is such trash. I, I knew you were going to say that because I love Full House. Oh, yeah. And it's the epitome of yes, sitcoms. Yes, it is. It, it is. It's like I the prototypical sitcom. I find it extremely sitcom. haunted. And it's just, I think especially like knowing that Bob Saget, real life, his whole act is just filth like he is one of the filthiest stand-ups ever the fact that people would discover him through full house and then realize what kind of comedian he was is actually very funny to yeah me. that's yeah you should respect it for no, that i do i it do probably that tricked is, a lot of uh that is the subversive part of full house that i think is really great but that's like the only thing about full house that is in any way like kind of it is such like a clean it's so clean and so i don't know there's something about it that's so creepy to me i think it's, it's also just very perfect. 80s yeah, yeah. Like no that, that's 90s is it 90s that's it's early 90s. 90s oh but that yeah. feels very 80s just to me still I, early 90s i don't know yes yeah i feel like being when i was real little i got which is real strange that i got really into this because i feel like it wasn't my age group well i got really into saved by the bell 
Oh and yeah, and I feel like, and I feel like that just set me up for failure with like liking sitcoms. It yeah, that's just a like, little because I, I feel like James I was loved just Saved by the Bell, right? no. I, oh wait, you like what's the other one? Boy Meets World. I mix them up, which all is a Boy great Meets show. World. They're which the same is an show excellent show. Boy they are not the same. <laughs> Fuck Saved by the Bell. I'm sorry, yeah, but no, no, you're fine. Yeah, Saved by the Bell is all about great. how Zach Morris is actually a dick. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is because you're a little bit younger than me, and I felt like I was too young. I just missed Saved by the Bell, so it's interesting that you were super into. I watched it in elementary school. It came <laughs> on before school when I would be like eating cereal in the morning. I don't know why. That and Clarissa explains it all. Well, that mm-hmm. one for sure. I wow. watched those, but I think a really huge one for me that was probably influential was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would watch that one sometimes. I was super into, but I was obsessed with anything related to magic. When I was a little girl, I was like, I'm going to grow up and be a witch. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But not like a Harry Potter witch, like a cool witch like Sabrina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's like, she's a little edgy. Do you I don't want to be institutionalized. One? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you watch the new one or? I did. Okay. We haven't gotten yes. to that yet, but I hear great things. It's, and... it's good. I I have some words with Netflix about it being canceled. Mm. Oh, I didn't. I forgot that it was canceled. Yeah, this last season. Um, So they found out. I can't remember if it was halfway through filming or at the tail end of filming that it was going to be canceled. So they didn't even know. Damn. So they weren't writing it for it to end. Yeah, that that's the worst feeling. Ever. Yeah. So yeah. when they found out last second, they were like, oh, I guess we got to write the ending now. Oh, man. <laughs> and it's very rushed. Um, it's Penny Dreadful vibes to me with that. Okay. I love oh, that yeah. show. And like that was very rushed halfway through mm-hmm. like the third season. Yeah. So I feel like if just... that ever happened to me, if I had a show where they were like, oh, hey, by the way, it's getting canceled. And I had like two episodes to wrap everything up. Everyone dies in an explosion or like <laughs> there there is like a too many cokes murderer type character who just shows up and murders everyone. Because like, why not? Yeah, <laughs> it's getting I canceled. Fi- <laughs> I would find a way to literally have a shark and someone actively jump over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think part of like why Too Many Cooks really captures the like weird aversion I have to sitcoms is because it just crams everything weird about them together. And it it does mimic that feeling of like late at night, there's the or there's the sitcom reruns on and you're Mm -hmm. maybe falling in and out of sleep on the couch and they all start to kind of blend together in this really weird like. Yeah, especially like Nick at Night and TV Land and their late night programming. I was really into that. And they're all kind of the same show, Mm -hmm. you know, just they swap a few things out, but they're so similar. Yeah. Did you guys watch WandaVision? No. We have not. No, okay, but I so hear that they do a great... It's about sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the years. And I, I studied uh, television in college because I was a film major. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I had a whole class where like almost, almost all we talked about was sitcoms, mm-hmm. to be completely honest. Um, so watching that, WandaVision in particular, was really fun. But there was a really funny tweet I saw recently that I just died uh, that someone tagged me in that was like... Wan- <laughs> Too many cooks walked so WandaVision could run. <laughs> yes. But I, it's so funny. Like, when I first heard of the premise of WandaVision, and I saw clips, because everyone, like, it's my entire Twitter feed is people talking about this show. And I'm like, so it's too many cooks, but, like, t- like serious. <laughs> like, it's like, it takes that premise, like, for real, which I think is so funny. Hey, I want to talk to you about our sponsor this week, Raycon Wireless Earbuds. I absolutely love these things. I have them in all day, basically every day. I've done so many audiobooks with them. I'm doing the Lord of the Rings books right now. I haven't read those since I was in maybe junior high, and I like them more as audiobooks. I don't know if that's like a a bad thing to say. Will people get mad at me? I don't know. But there's something about actually having the little songs in it being sung to you by the amazing narrator. I'm having such a fun time with it. It's just very, very pleasant. And they last about six hours too, which is a super long time. I fall asleep with them in a lot. I just listen to either relaxing music or rain sounds while I'm falling asleep. So if you want to try Raycon, they're offering 15% off all their products for our listeners and here's what you've got to do to go get it you go to buyraycon.com slash deadmeatpod and that's it you get 15% off your entire raycon order and once again buyraycon b-u-y raycon.com slash deadmeatpod 
Are you a horror movie fan in general? Like when you yes. got cast in that role, were you like, oh, okay, I get exactly what this is supposed to be? I was super stoked. It was my second role filming where I had to do a horror movie scream. That scream in Too Many Cooks is my voice. It's me. Uh-huh. Um, it, which is funny because everyone always thinks it's just like a sound. Yeah, button. like a stock oh. sound. Yeah, like a yeah. stock sound thing, but it's actually me. Um, nice. I, so I have... Let's see. That was my first project with Too Many Cooks, but I had previously done a project like the year before for Cartoon Network where I was attacked in the woods by a monster, uh, except, you know, kid friendly and not for adults. What was <laughs> no one, it? No one dies. It, it's called Level Up. I'm not sure it went anywhere. I was in the pilot. It was a very, very small part. I was mostly like, we need a girl who can scream and be attacked and horror <laughs> yeah and i have i mean pi- it's a i don't yeah. think people even realize the amount of pilots that just get made it's, mm-hmm. it's so many there's yeah. so many yeah <laughs> and uh I've, I've been in a couple that didn't go anywhere <laughs> yeah but uh i was cast in that specifically because they liked my horror movie scream and so that ended up being in my reel and i think when it came to too many cooks they're like oh this girl can do the horror movie scream and that's the whole audition was like like i mentioned earlier freezing and looking terrified but the other half was they're like okay you're being attacked act like you're being attacked which (laughs) is just such a thing they would say in an audition yeah (laughs) it's like universe that's like a halloween horror nights audition Uh, where it's like okay you're a zombie go (laughs) so i just sort of acted as if I was being attacked like I acted as if I was being cornered and like did the whole like scream and like melted down on the wall like ah, like kind of a thing um but yeah they were really just looking for somebody who had like brown hair and like pretty generic like a generic pretty white girl who like like a Niv Campbell kind of thing from Scream or she might survive in the end yeah pretty much all they were looking for yeah Yeah, it's everyone's real names which I think is So, so funny that wasn't planned the name thing um so we were all cast as a character with the last name Cook. That makes oh. sense. And so on IMDb, you'll see I'm actually credited as Samantha Cook because that's what I was cast as is Samantha oh. Cook. But I think they ran out of Cook names or the the main editor Paul Painter. He said he commented about it. He said something like, after a while, he decided he didn't like it, so he just used the actors' names, and none of us knew our names were going to be on it. That's so. That seems like all. I that wonder if that's like a surprise. legal thing. Like, I don't know. None of us complained. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, so me, naked girl. Her name's Victoria Sun. Uh, <laughs> the superhero girl, and like one other person. Uh, we were uh, probably w- one of the few people in that who were not cast through an extras thing. That uh-huh. makes sense. Like, yeah. we actually were casted as actors, I think, because we had more of, like, emoting. And yeah, I'm sure. You uh, had, like... William, was it? The, the killer. Will yeah, you had, Oh, like, yeah, William Zakarski, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he had to audition for yes, it. Like, for we, sure. all, yeah. we all had auditions, whereas everyone else just sort of, like... Like, they were extras. Like, if they did have an audition, I think it was more of just, like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, I know they used Allie, Allie Freud, I know, as an actress, and she actually, she was one of the police officers. Yeah, the police officers, yeah. Mm-hmm. But she also was in, like, a lizard costume, and it was in, <laughs> she was in a couple other spots in there where you don't see that it's her. Oh, okay. And they, and they don't credit her name, but, like, it's her. They used her multiple times uh, just for background stuff. It was funny when I did get the audition, my agent prefaced it with, you don't have to read for this if you don't want to, (laughs) because they're paying the actors extras rates. Including you that had to audition for mm -hmm. it? And so in which at that point in time is when the film industry that moved to Atlanta realized that because we're right to work state, they don't have to pay us the rate that they pay Uh, in LA. So before this project, they're paying extras like, $200 $200 a day. Yeah. Now it's like $70 a Jesus. day. Jesus. Whoa. Yeah. Well, that's because what happens. we're not yeah. unionized. Yeah. So you don't have to pay higher rates. And so 
I said I would be willing to do this for free because it was Adult it's, Swim. And you're a college student. And like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did I plenty like, of yeah. free work in college. I mean, you're young and it's exciting and it's Adult Swim. Like, yeah, I would have yeah. same thing. I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. I told him I was like, look, anything ridiculous because I, like I said, I'm, I'm obsessed with ridiculous campy horror. I think it's great. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. like my passion. I love it. If you can combine comedy with horror, I'm there. Hence why I have a horror comedy podcast. Um, and so I was like, listen, I I would just show up for however many days they need. And I, y'all don't need to pay me. I'm just excited to be part of the project. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, if you're if you're not uh, familiar with it, or if the term is like like a right to work state is basically like uh workers it, it's like it sounds nicer than it it sounds like marketing. better it than sounds it is it, nice it's not they marketed it great it's not yeah. it's like no child left behind like yeah. great name uh <laughs> shitty shitty thing you're not required to unionize right. to work union projects mm-hmm. in that state so while i am i've been sag eligible i think for like 10 years like oh, wow. i just i just haven't joined does that expire <laughs> or are you still like good no, I mean, so far, I'm still good. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, we, we will see if they update that at all. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. Um, so what happened was I had done so much on, not so much, but I had done enough projects on television beforehand that mm. I was like AFTRA eligible. And then that got grandfathered into uh, SAG. I see. Yeah. yeah when it became SAG AFTRA. wasn't a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, and so it's just like I can join whenever I want. I just don't need to because once you do join Mm -hmm. you cannot do the non-union projects anymore. you cannot work independent films or anything and me being obsessed with weird crap that majority of the time is independent oh i just realized i was i'm in an independent horror film on amazon (laughs) i just forgot about that oh Oh, Oh, what is it yeah it's a found footage film okay what is it it's called it's called the nothing the nothing nothing. yeah made by uh clayton thompson how many people uh, die in it uh, okay. <laughs> I can't tell you that. Okay, that's okay. fair. That's fair. <laughs> I respect that. Because considering there's only like four actors total. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, I, for- I forgot I-, I forgot I did that. That's one I-, I don't get attacked in that. Sorry, spoilers. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that's always disappointing. It's like, oh, but I want to yeah. get killed in the horror movie. But I'll, I'll, like a huge just my life I feel like is centered around horror and like like can't be horror majority mm-hmm. of the time yeah like what so I so when this thing started just going crazy viral like that's the thing that kind of blows my mind is like no one expected it to even the people who made it were like oh we're just making this so it can air and be weird and cool uh yeah but yeah this thing it blew up it was everywhere and I can't imagine the, the like unintentional kind of consequence of oh my god we used all these people's real names which i i get thinking because i you know i edit like james and i both edit like i specialize in editing and in, in film school and it's like i could i i bet it was just the visual of like the word cook over and it just was it would be too much you know well, also they probably realized at one point like Oh wait, it's a credit. It's an opening credit sequence. You don't put the characters' names in the That's opening credit true. sequence. You just put the actors' you put names. You put the actors' names instead of coming up with however many fifty or so fake names. Just use their their real yeah. names. Yeah. But then you get five hundred Facebook requests. Yeah, I was gonna say like what what was what was your life even like after that? Because that's such a random thing to be known for it was definitely like the definition of like your 15 minutes of fame <laughs> for sure yeah um like completely and i remember there was a time so it was both great and also terrifying yeah, because of sure, my yeah. my personal experience with it uh during this time period of my life it was my senior year of college i had gotten hyper into cosplay kind of delved my entire like being in the video games and mm-hmm. cosplay as a person um I wasn't really streaming yet or anything. I was just kind of doing my life, living my life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not as much. It was, but not as much. It wasn't as easily accessible. I feel Mm -hmm. like you had to have a lot of money to have all the equipment at the time, or you just had a really low quality stream. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
what happened for me specifically was at first I got a bunch of phone calls from friends because the top post on Reddit on the front page was a uh, little icon of me because I was the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. It's a little thumbnail of me and my name. Yeah. So um, <laughs> my friends were like, why are you on the front page <laughs> of Reddit? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because when it originally aired, I didn't even see it when it originally aired because I didn't have cable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had we had filmed it a year before and I forgot about it. Of I had course. forgot I had ever made it. I had ever been part of it. And so I did get a text at like 4 a.m. from one friend who was like, what am I watching? Why? Why are you dead? What's happening? What is this? Why? Why did you die on my TV? And I think they were really drunk or something because they were really <laughs> freaking out. They're like, did I? imagine this dude (laughs) i I can't that's the thing with like the adult swim audience and the people they're making this for are people like who are going to be up late and you know maybe you're you're a little drunk you're stoned and you're you're watching the thing called infomercials and it's like wait what it's the sitcom and everyone's dying but then someone you know pops up and then gets like i can't wild he's so fucked up yeah, it yeah. wasn't. And then I forgot about it. I think I had one other friend text me and be like, you run weird. That was a comment <laughs> I got a lot. was like, you, you run mentioned weird. that in the, in the essay. You're, you're running I received so much criticism for how I run when in reality, they made me slow down my yeah. running so much. Because so the camera has to follow it. you. Yeah, like, so I was doing like a light job, I think but like trying to make hilarious. it as frantic as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I think That's it makes it fault. so much fun. I mean, it, I honestly kind of read that as like a joke. Like, you know, it, yeah, I mean, it, it kind comes of make the same joke to... in Scary Movie where it's just like, yeah. pe- you know, the, the horror girl can't run and just falls <laughs> everywhere. But just falls like completely. Um, <laughs> but which actually, okay, I will. I will say this about real life. If you're being chased by somebody, uh, sometimes if you are in a state of enough terror, your legs will give out. Really? Because your mind works faster than your body. So you're still, you could still be in shock and have your body not be fully caught up with what you're trying to do. Oh man. It's a real thing. And I do want that said. Yeah. (laughs) Did that come from research you did after getting so many complaints about your running? You were like, oh no, no, this is legit. (laughs) This is legit. Yeah. No, I I definitely looked into it. It's also (laughs) from first world experience, but it's fine. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I I can edit around this, but it's okay. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, uh, I mean, if, yeah, I when I was fifteen, someone tried to kidnap me, so that was Holy like a real experience. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I won't put this in if you don't like. Yeah. But no, it, I mean, I guess you could. It's not really a big deal. It is something that did happen, and it was very scary. I ended up being fine. Oh I wasn't god. hurt or harmed, but they definitely had the intentions for oh. that. Holy um, fuck! Growing so up being I, a girl is terrifying. I was fifteen. I was walking my dog, and this guy came up from behind me and just threw me over his shoulder. Holy but I shit. struggled. I struggled so hard that he dropped me because he didn't expect that. And so then, uh, when he dropped me, I got up to run, and I just fell. Oh flat. no! And I, my first thought was like, "Oh my god, that is real in horror movies!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Holy oh, wow. shit! Yeah. Um, at the time, uh, we didn't really advertise it. The news tried to get me on, but I didn't want to be known for that. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, but I feel like I've done so much since that. Mm-hmm. It's like it. I. I know that's not going to be what I'm known for now if people know that that happened to sure. me. So I'm okay with it. I just didn't want to be like that girl on the news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. I mean, I, I, I bet that plays into because a, a big because people people wonder why women are really into true crime and stuff because like so often like the victims of crimes are women. Yep. And I could totally see that as like a, a weird it, it is like an anxiety thing where it's like understanding why stuff like that happens and just like learning the knowledge that, yeah, if you know your brain the way your brain works this is what happens if you're a victim of something like that or it just goes into overdrive because we are animals like you know that's that's so it comes from like such a weird place of wanting to understand other people on like a level that like we don't really get to yeah unless you've experienced it right yeah know that the only reason i got like I am and, and I'm not thankful for the experience. Like the only reason why I am thankful for the experience is because I got out fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I wasn't like, I wasn't 
scraped. I wasn't harmed. Like the most damage I had was from falling. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, luckily he didn't have a weapon on him or anything. Uh, But but the therapist I had at the time, because obviously my family's like, you're going to therapy. Uh (laughs) Um, They told me that uh, for some people, it's the fight or flight thing. But for some, a lot of people, though, they just freeze. And they can't move. Yeah, that's very much a real thing. But she told me that I had more like a like a soldier take action mentality because my brain. And this is what was really frustrating. My brain was so clear. I had very very clear thoughts. I knew exactly what was happening, and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. But my body was like not on the same page. Mm. Yeah, it was not on the same page, and all my body knew to do was scream and flail. As much as possible. They were like, just hit him. Just hit him and kick him as much as you can and just like fight with everything you have. What's interesting is I think partially because I was so young and at the time, like my interest in true crime and horror movies took off after this event in my life, Mm -hmm. probably for very obvious reasons, uh, because it's just more of like wanting to, I guess, understand the experience more. I guess. Yeah. And like you said, with girls who are into true crime, we feel like I have my own theories. I've been asked that a lot, especially with my show about like why are girls so interested in dark, creepy stuff? And um, I have a theory. I have two different theories. One is with which is like, like you take notes, like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you, no, see, sure. you see how people have failed, how people have succeeded, what worked and didn't work. But mm-hmm. I also think that women in general are just more used to feeling scared Mm-hmm. Like in everyday life, yeah. that watching something that instills fear is not as threatening of a feeling as it would be for a man who hasn't experienced a lot of fear in his life in every day. So I feel like there's a lot of guys who are like, I don't want to know this stuff because number one, I think a lot of times they feel like it doesn't pertain to them. Mm-hmm. Um which is not true. There's a lot of men who are attacked and victimized. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole documentary I watched called Tickled. Oh, my God. <gasps> Tickled is a We watched Tickled. Oh, yeah. Dude, Tickled is the craziest shit. If that you is- have not seen Tickled, if you're listening to this, you haven't seen Tickled, just go watch it now. It is the weirdest shit you've ever seen in your life. Wait, doesn't that take the weird turn? Yes. Okay, yeah. It's yes. not what yeah. you think it's going to be. Yeah. It's Well, it's, it's about competitive tickling. Yes, it is. Amongst young men. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So I watched that with Kelly, who I do, you know, Corn on the Macabre with. And so at the time, two of our guy friends were over, but kind of like not paying attention and doing their own thing. They were playing a card game. And at one point, Kelly and I were like, how could anybody just like do this? Like there's so many red flags everywhere. What? And so um, – I guess for spoilers' sake, sorry, I might spoil a little right now with about tickled. <laughs> but we asked uh, the two our two guy friends. We were like, "Hey, if someone emailed you, like, would you make this video for us, and we'll just send you a bunch of money?" And like the video, like, is it in sexual nature? But it's a little weird. Like, would you do it? And they were like, "Yeah, absolutely." But we're just like, what? What? Like, yeah. You're just willing to give them the information to do this? Yeah. willingly? And you see no red flags about it? And they were like, no, yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. And so Keller were like, me, how? There was what? A, I don't know if you saw the Twitter thread the other day uh, about like why men in horror movies will always be willing to sleep with like an undead like it like jennifer's body it that situation is just red flags everywhere it's always a situation where it's a woman like emerging from a swamp or like something jack nicholson the shining <laughs> yes like jack like, nicholson in the like, shining oh, exactly it happens woman. in horror movies hmm. so often and i wonder if if part of it is yeah it's that like weird underlying thing of like uh maybe if you if you've lived life as a, a man it's like you just those alarm bell you know you just don't have as keen of a sense of like danger because yeah, you don't I'll have to I'll go for live. a walk by myself at night and then you know it that is not something that you yeah. are interested in doing at all and that <laughs> that also kind of goes into why women in horror movies are usually the main character the are the final girl is even a thing it's i think everyone kind of has this understanding that living life as a woman is inherently scarier and i think being put into the pov of a woman you're like immediately on a level of feeling some kind of unease or feeling less safe than if you're watching a movie 
through the POV of like Bruce Campbell <laughs> or yeah. someone who is like, you know, a dude. It's like everyone kind of whether we it's subconscious or not, we understand like it's more vulnerable living your life as a woman. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's so interesting. I um, think we as like a society also view women as more likely to be paranoid. So mm-hmm. they're like, we're going to be the first to notice the red flags due to the experience where it's just like this guy is following me and it's just like no he's not he's just going to his car like yeah. chill out like you're over being dramatic mm-hmm. kind of a thing but if you don't have that instinct or feelings like a lot of times you might be attacked like yeah. something bad could happen to you because you just you told yourself that you're being paranoid and that you're you know oh no no this isn't anything that you leave yourself vulnerable in those moments when you try to talk yourself down from being paranoid that someone might hurt you. Yeah. And often in, in real life, if I've, you know, I've felt in situ if I've been in situations where I feel paranoid and, you know, it's it's usually, if not like most of the time, it's nothing. In horror movies, it's always the opposite. <laughs> the women are always the first to be like, hi, our house is very haunted. And yeah. no one no one believes them. And it's it's almost like a cathartic feeling to watch this entire genre of film right. where the women yeah. are always right even if everyone thinks that they're paranoid or that they're being crazy it's yeah that's yeah that's so interesting scream is one of my favorite horror movies mm-hmm. it was the first horror movie i ever watched yep. that where i was like i genuinely enjoyed this and i can go to sleep at night <laughs> yeah yeah um, it's, so, it's it's so fun like it's that's one more it's yeah. like oh it's fun to be scared it's yeah yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I feel like now with my hair like this, I realized the other day I was like, I want to do like a Drew Barrymore from Scream look. Mm-hmm. Now that oh, I've nice. cut all of it off and bleached it, thanks to quarantine, we uh, were uh, <laughs> quarantine move. Yeah, I had I had the uh, the long too many cooks brown hair literally up until last year. Oh <laughs> okay. wow, it's okay. fun to just yeah, just so. dramatic change. Yeah, she changes hers all the time. I yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, last yeah last year for Halloween we were Billy and Stu because I I had short hair. I'm growing my hair out now because quarantine. Uh, but I had short hair, so I just did like the stringy like '90s kind of you know. So I was uh. uh I was, skeet Ulrich. Yeah, you I skeet Ulrich. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so awesome. It was fun. It, yeah, and then it was great because like barely anyone knew who we were. But well, then I, I went, had my beard. And, you did have the yeah. beard, but I was carrying yeah. around just a phone. <laughs> so I kept yeah. have it in pictures and stuff. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, Matthew Lillard, I do a uh, Dungeons and Dragons podcast on Sundays and Matthew Lillard's company Beetle and Grimm is actually one of our sponsors. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Oh so like God. every time like if we ever have like an interaction with him I'm just like I really like your work and scream. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I love like him. by the way I know this has nothing to do with Dungeons and Dragons but oh. <laughs> really like that movie. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You might be in that new one coming out. There's talks. Wait, what? Oh, really? He might be in Scream 5. Oh, my God. I thought you said we, and I was like, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, I got <laughs> a call from Radio Silence yet. yesterday. Oh, fuck. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, I, I, hope he, I hope he is somehow. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. I just, I love that he's a D&D nerd, because that is one thing that has got me through quarantine, mm-hmm. yeah. is playing D4 with Dungeons and Dragons. So <laughs> Yeah. We, we have yep. a D&D we podcast. We have a D&D yeah. podcast as well. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. <laughs> Yep, I'm a I'm a warlock elf. Uh, I'm basically I'm like a goth teen boy yeah. elf. I'm a gnome awesome. bard yeah. who uh, turns out is a sociopath, but he's trying to learn. <laughs> I'm like a valley girl barbarian Goliath. Yes, oh, that's great. I love it. <laughs> I really want to do a fun take on like the dumb barbarian, mm-hmm. but without being like me smash. I was like, that's, what if she just really that's like shopping? So cute. That's hilarious. <laughs> I. I really love that. That's such a cute idea. Yeah, it's, oh it's man, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's the the thing too about horror, where I think people who aren't into it and maybe even have an aversion to it because they think the people who make it there's something wrong with them or there's something like twisted about making it. Is it's like. First of all, if you are a total weirdo or pervert and you are want, you know, you get off on the idea of like, oh, I'm going to, you know, murder this girl. And there are more efficient ways of doing so than making a film, which is very <laughs> boring and time consuming. And I, yeah. you know, you like that's not if anyone's a total weirdo, it, like there's you're not making a, a film right. <laughs> where everything is fake. But I, I just think like, uh you know the 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 fact that it's also controlled and um 
there are precautions built into it and it's you know part of the reason people do uh like immersive horror stuff where the actors can touch you and because it, it's safe it's yeah. the illusion of danger but you have complete control yes I will make one comment. Have you guys heard of the McKamey Horror, yes, horror yes. House? Oh, okay, we watched, I was that, like, we watched that documentary. Except oh, for that. Oh, God, they made yes. a documentary? I didn't know that. Yeah, except oh, that yeah. place. Our friend, we did, an, we did an episode of the pod about it a, a while back, but it was our, our friend John Schnitzer made the documentary Haunters that's on Netflix. It's on and Netflix. It's called Haunters. Part of it's about McKamey, and it oh. is so disturbing yeah. Uh, that guy now, I know that the way McKamey's still open, but they have, they have legally have to have a safe word. So I, yes, I, when did that come out by the way? Cause I actually might have seen parts of it. A few years if ago, it, if it covered yeah. other houses, yes, I think I did. did yeah. I guess like okay. three or four years ago. Yeah. Three or four years ago. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, back in, gosh, when was I working at Battle and Brew? Uh, 2015, mm-hmm. back in 2015, uh, I went on this weird, like, I, I had this idea where I was like, I want to visit all of the crazy haunted houses mm-hmm. all over the country because I think that sounds fun. I had just gone to like Halloween Horror Nights for the first time and was like, yes, haunted houses, but like <laughs> controlled environments. Yeah, I want to do it. Uh, not like an actual haunted house with ghosts. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, if I did a ghost hunting show, I'd probably have to be drunk to do it. Like, <laughs> it would be. I would create. Yeah, I. I'm yeah, like, like I don't st- know if I could just go into that. <laughs> I'm such a skeptic, but also my lizard brain is like, no, this is wrong. There's ghosts here. Like, but what? Like, we know this is fake. But what if real? But what if? Like, it's real, yeah. But what if it haunts you and you go home with it? And that's a whole mess you got to deal with. Yeah. Um. That's that's always what my brain was. Is we don't believe this, but maybe we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I remember looking into McKamey. Uh, before it was shut down the first time and uh-huh. then reopened. And um, I just remember watching videos from it. Like they had little clips because mm-hmm. at the time um, they would only show clips. They didn't have full videos that mm-hmm. they would show online. And I just remember thinking to myself that like how insane it was that you just pay with dog food, number one. Yeah, some weird shit. Number man. two, I just remember reading how the wait list was like months long. Yeah. And um like nobody had ever made at the time it was a two hour experience and no one had ever made it through. Apparently they extended it to four later on. Jesus Christ. Um and then later on the recording became like mandatory. Originally it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, gosh, sorry. I feel like I just went on an unnecessary tangent about this. No, but I just. <laughs> that's, that's the situation where it's like, if you're a, a creep, that's what like, you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. No safe word. And yeah, oh, it's so like. Yeah, it, just giving you all this control saw, over people. Oh, yeah. In the documentary, did they show the guy with the cage of snakes on his head? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like for me, like what's funny is for me, the main thing was I'm claustrophobic. I cannot mm-hmm. do claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. And when I found out that at one point they like locked someone in a coffin, but then there was like someone else in it. I was Ew. like, no, uh, no, 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 no. I was like, oh my God, no. Oh my God. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, that is the creepiest shit ever. Well, cool. This was such a fun discussion. Like, I'm I'm glad we got to talk about too many cooks in the podcast, but I'm glad we also got to talk about just kind of horror more generally. Like, it 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 worked out well that the character in Too Many Cooks that's like explicitly a horror character is also someone I could talk to you about horror movies. Like, it just <laughs> yeah. it worked. This worked out great. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for hanging out with us, and I I just think it's so cool that. You know, to me, it seems like people who were involved with this are still, you know, it's something that they are fond of and, you know, that they like, you know, enjoy talking about with other people. And that's always like a fun, you know, thing to to kind of experience. And yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a fun project to be a part of. I loved every second of it, even the confusing parts. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it's just yeah, no, it's just been a wild experience. The only drawback I feel like I really had when I mentioned earlier my fear of the internet was I was in an IGN article where they interviewed me about too many cooks. I read that this morning. Yeah, so I don't know if you noticed at the bottom, the comments are disabled. 
Mm-hmm. I did not um, notice that. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Oh, no. There used to be like 800 plus comments of people just like claiming I like slept with someone to get the role or like I fuck? I lie about playing video games, like all of this yep. crazy stuff. And yep. so for a while I was like, oh my God, everyone hates me. Like do this one article. I was like, everyone hates oh me. Let God. me ignore the fact that everyone on Twitter is obsessed with this video. Like <laughs> people on the internet are awful to women. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I've gone through a very simple just like uh yeah even though it's you know rationally like oh everyone loves this thing that Mm -hmm. i made and that's great but then people say just the meanest shit and it sucks and it's it's such the yeah that's that's being a woman online yeah being uh being a gamer as well which just is just i mean luckily i haven't had too many bad interactions there has been some days where it's been like rough Mm -hmm. um but for the most part, uh, I personally, I still love the gaming industry and everything, and I still I believe in it. I know there's good people in it and, who aren't like shitty and sexist and whatever. And mm-hmm. women do make up half of the gaming population. We're just scared of everybody on Xbox <laughs> right, Live. Yeah. We just don't want to be. I'll be like, I'm 12. I'm a 12 year old boy. I'm not a girl. <laughs> I feel like it's such a. It feel like women don't like watching movies. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know. It's oh, just God. such a weird thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Where can we where can we find you then if we want to watch you play horror games? So I am the Tiger Wizard everywhere. Yes. I had recently. I recently was like, maybe I should change my username to Fit Horror. But then I was like, no, I've been the Tiger Wizard for so long. I'm just keeping it. I don't I'm care. I'm surprised that, that was available. <laughs> Tiger Wizard's awesome. The Tiger the, Wizard, yeah. The Tiger Wizard. I'm yeah, sure that helps. That. Yeah. I fa- I met the other Tiger Wizard. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we found out because uh, I've had this username for over ten years. Mm-hmm. And I added the the in front of it because just Tiger Wizard was taken. Well, turns out that man is also local to Atlanta. Oh my God. That's so funny. You got- and we were oh like, what? And we met up and we were like, it's Tiger Wizard. Oh <laughs> I love that. That's so good. I was imagining a wizard duel like Saruman and Gandalf, though, of like Tiger Wizard and the Tiger Wizard. Yeah. But I'm, that's so uh, that's a great internet story. I'll take him when I can find him. You know, that's yeah, so that's so sweet. It's it was a fun. He's a cool guy. Actually, it was it was really fun. He like designs t-shirts and stuff for a living, and I has some pretty it. pretty sweet designs. But uh, yeah, so I'm the Tiger Wizard on every platform, mm-hmm. just all of them. I'm on everything from Twitter to uh, YouTube, which I honestly don't use that much, but I want to. Uh, <laughs> uh, Twitch is my main. My main main is Twitch. Uh, I am on Facebook, but let's let's admit that that's a dying site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, oh yeah, Instagram as well. And uh, also on all of those, I'll have links to my podcast, Corn on the Macabre. Yes. So. Well, cool. And if uh, I would love to come on and talk about any creepy anything, yeah. Uh, and you got you got to play Resident Evil together. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. We'll make. We that have happen. a list. We have a list of things out. Scott. Yes, Phobia, absolutely. Yeah. Resident yes. Evil. I podcast. love making internet friends. This is great. <laughs> but yeah, since you guys also love Dungeons and Dragons, I guess I'll also mention that I have another podcast I'm a part of. I don't produce it. I do produce Corn on the Cob, but uh, that's through. We have this. There's this local. Um, production company called uh, Rock Punch ATL and so they do our um, Dungeons and Dragons stream called D4 that we do every Sunday and then they also recently were like hey do you want us to just help you with your podcast oh Oh, cool so I do that with them on Thursdays now instead of my own channel but yeah (laughs) (laughs) perfect well, cool. Yeah, I'll yeah. link to all that in the description. And um, yeah, Katie, thank you so Yeah, thank much. you, Katie. This was great. It was so nice so meeting you and talking this to you. This has been so much fun. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to have the song stuck in my head the rest yeah. of the day. Thanks again to Katie for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And in the meantime, I'm James. I'm Chelsea. And this has been the Dead Meat Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>